Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today's episode is a coffee break, which are my shorter mini-sodes, and this one is all about finding clients. This is a huge question that I get all of the time and something that I'm definitely still learning myself. And before we hop into the episode, I just want to take a second to thank everybody who showed me love and support on launch, on social media, on email, on ratings and reviews. Um, This show is a new show. I'm not a huge influencer by any means, so it really means a lot to me that some of you guys were willing to leave a rating, leave a review, leave a comment, leave... um, some encouragement. It really is sort of grassroots at this point. I'm not putting a ton of advertising dollars or anything like that. So I really just want this to be shared organically and all of that good stuff. And one of the best ways to get the word out about the podcast is to leave a rating on iTunes. And if you feel super inspired, you can also leave a review. I know it takes some time. So I really appreciate it if you've done that already or if you plan to. Uh, But yeah, leaving a review on iTunes and a rating is really helpful in getting other people to learn about the show. So I really appreciate it. And like I promised, I want to be sure to highlight some of you who do that on the Coffee Break episodes. So I have my first one that I would like to highlight right now. This review comes from Maria over at Music and Munchies. Her Instagram is Maria Music Munchies. And she's actually a fellow Michigander, and she posts content all about music and vegan food, which I am all about. She left a super nice review, which I'm going to read for you right now. Informative and inspiring podcast really helps you to get your side hustle going and gives you many tips and tricks for organizing your freelance business. LJ is funny, personable, and knowledgeable. Highly recommend. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Music and munchies. I don't think I'm funny at all, but I'm so glad that you think I am. So with that said, let's get into the episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh so rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Today's episode is about finding clients, and I know that I say this for every episode, but this seriously is one of the most requested topics for me, and it's one of those topics that is so important because obviously it's good to know how much to charge for your products, it's good to know how to do all the things that I talk about, but none of that really means anything if you don't have clients to begin with. So let's get right into it. So first tip that I have for finding clients is to start off with your network. Start by going to places that you already go to all the time. Most of us have a coffee shop or a restaurant that we go to every day or every week or some kind of a service that we use all the time and that we're loyal patrons of. So make sure to talk to those people. And I'm not saying that you need to like push your services onto them, but sometimes it's just as simple as letting them know what your occupation is because they talk with other business owners who might need your service at some point. So, you know, I talk to my local coffee shop. I know their names. I know who they are and they know what I do. And every once in a while they pass a referral along to me. 
Starting with your network is good because they already like you for the most part. If you're spending your money at their establishments, they like you and they appreciate that. And they also know you a little bit. So uh, yeah, definitely a good place to start. Hair salons, coffee shops, nail salons, all that kind of stuff. Next thing, look online. So I talk about this a lot and I've done quite a few videos before uh, in my Freelance Friday video series on YouTube talking about this, but I think that I got my first official client on Upwork back when it was called Elance. So those websites are all over the place. Upwork, Guru, Cloud Peeps, um, Fiverr. Fiverr has a pro version now. There's lots of different places like that. Even a lot of people I know have gotten really good jobs or gigs rather on Craigslist. So I haven't done that personally, but I hear lots of good things about it. So just take a look around and see what's out there. You know, the thing about these for me, at least my experience has been that they're not like long-term clients usually. They're not going to be people who are willing to pay a huge premium for your services. But I don't think it's a bad idea to just get started on there and just kind of see what's out there and get a couple of clients under your belt. So even if you only work with a client for a couple months or a month or one project or whatever, hopefully if you do a good job for them, they'll at least give you a testimonial or you know, you'll have some kind of experience working for clients. So there's a ton of that stuff out there. In addition, there are so many communities out there just in general. Facebook groups are huge. I am in so many Facebook groups. I can't even list how many I'm in, and some of them are not so great. I do have one of my own as well. It's not really amazing yet because there's not too many people in it, but it's called Money Making Micro Influencer. But I'm in a ton of Facebook groups just for business type stuff, and I actually get tons of referrals in there. Surprisingly, I was like, I'm in all these female business groups and things like that. Um, I don't really see it as a place to get clients. I just see it as a resource place, but I actually get referred to things all the time. So make sure to get active in that kind of stuff. Also look in the niche that your potential clients would be in. So let's say that I am a hairstylist, a freelance hairstylist, freelance makeup artist, whatever. So look in places like soon to be bride Facebook groups and local bride (laughs) wedding organization. I don't even, I have no idea what is involved in weddings and stuff like that. But look in those communities and see if you can make some connections that way. Obviously, you never want to spam online, but it's good just to start forming some natural connections with people. Now, the next one is cold outreach or cold emails, cold calls, cold walk-ins, whatever you want to call it. And this is probably the most intimidating and for me has been the least successful But I think it's still really important to do this. And maybe I'll do a whole full-fledged episode on this at some point. But for now, I essentially start with a dream list is what I do. And I just try to get as much information as I can. And let's say this is not one of my dream clients. But let's just pretend it's Nike or like a huge brand like that. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to try to track down the person who's actually in charge of their marketing budget. So as opposed to going to contact at Nike.com or whatever the basic email is, I really want to touch base with that person, the person who's going to be the decision maker when it comes to their marketing. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. Obviously their website, of course, a huge company like the one that I just 
said is not going to have that listed anywhere on the website. But if you're targeting other small businesses, a lot of the times they will have that information. You just got to dig for it a little bit. So I actually just have a spreadsheet and I actually share this with somebody who helps me uh, do some business development because I am a complete introvert and we'll talk about that in a future Coffee Break episode. But I'm not the best at talking to people one-on-one so I do have somebody who helps me a little bit with this. And I put it into a spreadsheet with the name, the title, their website, any contact information that I have for them. And then I do a variety of things. It really depends. You know, sometimes I will just start engaging with them on social media. Sometimes I will full on reach out to them via email. If they're local, I try to make sure to make a point to have some FaceTime with them and not immediately just push my services at them, but just start to form a relationship, start to chat with them, start to stop in. Um, If it's a you know, a place that I'm allowed to stop in. I wouldn't just stop into somebody's office, of course. And if you can't find their contact information on their website, don't forget about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is such a valuable resource. So you can usually find out who's in charge of marketing just by typing in the company's name and doing a couple of searches on LinkedIn. And when I'm reaching out to people, one of the things that I try to look for is like a huge indicator for me that a company might be open to having a conversation with me is if it looks like they're trying, but they're just not doing it very well. Like you can kind of tell when a person is doing their own social media and they're interested in it. It seems like they're investing in it. Maybe you see a couple sponsored posts go out across your feed, but you can tell they're just not super professional. Like you can tell that the owner is doing it or an intern or something like that. So I try to really look for brands like that because that gives me a better success rate as opposed to somebody who has zero social presence. That's also another selling point too, though. So you can kind of go either way. I mean, if they have zero um, social presence, that's also kind of another door opener because you can go in and really educate them. But uh, yeah, so kind of either of those buckets, I would say. But I definitely don't usually go after companies who are doing it really well. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to do that. Uh, even if it is my dream client, like I said, the example that I use Nike, I would never reach out to them and ask them to do their social media because they seem to have a pretty good handle on it. And I, it seems like I would be attempting to take away somebody's job. So yeah, that is not always the easiest and it really requires some finesse and some people skills and Local is a really good option just because local has a huge benefit just by you being there and being able to walk into their establishment. Let's say it's a restaurant. Sometimes that's enough to make somebody just say yes because they know that you're going to be available and there for them and be able to like take pictures and come to events and things like that. Whereas a lot of companies that reach out to me, at least I know as a business owner, you know, vendors and stuff like that, they're like in Vancouver or California or wherever. And it's, it's just a little bit of a drawback for me. Next two are a little bit more um, fun, I guess I'd say. Speaking and networking. So I do definitely try to go to different events whenever I can. I think they're great, not only just for learning about whatever your skill is, but also for networking and building a client base. I've gotten so many clients unintentionally, like just by showing up somewhere. I'm not even, I'm pretty much at capacity and I still get a really amazing person asking, can they be my client or asking, can they refer me? So that's a really cool feeling. I do quite a bit of public speaking, uh, not a ton, I guess. I don't know, maybe four speaking gigs a year or something like that. And it's an amazing, amazing way because you really have the chance to showcase your knowledge on your industry and on your subject. And 
people really like to hear people speak. And so that's been really good for me. And then the last way is content marketing or like an inbound marketing strategy. So for that, I would relate that to my YouTube channel, my blog, when I used to have a blog, this podcast. These are all things that bring in clients, whether I'm trying to or not. So it's all about dropping those subtle cues and making sure that you're letting people know that you're available. I don't really ever make videos or podcast episodes or pieces of content that are just completely salesy, but I try to drop little hints in here and there and just try to drop little reminders and, hey, by the way, I can do your social media. I can, I have a course, I can do training, that kind of thing. And over time, it does definitely help. To put things into perspective for you, I would say about 80% of my clients come to me and that's through referrals from existing clients or pieces of content that I put out, people emailing me because they watched a YouTube video or listened to a piece of content that I put out. Then the other 20 are people that I reach out to. And like I said, I don't do that a ton. Honestly, 20 might even be a little bit high because I just don't have to do that a ton. And for me, that's a really, really good place to be in because it's a lot of work. Like I said, I have someone who helps me out with that because not only is it, you know, sometimes a little bit um, uncomfortable to do, especially if you're not a super salesy person, but it also takes a lot of time. You know, you have to track when you reach out to these people and follow up and stop into their restaurant and get on the phone. And there's just a lot to it. So I feel very fortunate to have that. And it's not unheard of at all. It's definitely something to work towards, but you got to get kind of a start first and you definitely have to get a client first. So hopefully this was helpful and gave you some insight into how to get a client. I'm curious to know what methods have worked for you guys. So make sure to tweet me and use hashtag freelance Friday pod so I can track all of you guys's responses and respond to you guys on Twitter. And I want to learn from you guys as much as you want to learn from this podcast. So make sure to sound off and I will see you in the next episode, which will be coming this Friday. It'll be a full on episode. Hope you enjoyed and I'll see you then. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.